Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am the one and only Lucy Sassel. And I am the complete individual and unique <laughs> Olivia Taylor. You are. You're the only one. You're the only one I know. <laughs> or as Taylor Swift would say, I'm the only one of me. <laughs> Baby, that's the point of me. Is that what she says? Baby, that's the point of me? Let's say yes. Yeah, or the fun of me. Something like that. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It's the least best song of hers. I want to just like everything I do in life after I've done it, just be like, that's the fun of me. <laughs> I do, right, like, I don't want to say, like, this, is, I, I want you to do that, but I feel like we do that anyway, yeah. without vocalising it. Mm. We just do a look, which yeah. is basically, basically us being like, that's the fun of me. I feel like we communicate in a look, but maybe to just, like, the wider public, I need to tell them that that's just the fun of me. Okay, yeah, new bios everywhere. I'll that's see just how, the fun of me. I'll see how it goes down. It's just the fun of me. <laughs> I'll let you know next week. Yeah, let me know how it goes. Um, how's, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been okay. Um, it's, it seems to go on quite quick, actually, that's this week. In my very boring day life, it is, uh, I would work in a tax office. So it's the like most important week of the year with the tax return deadline. So it's a very busy time. So that's so work life has gone quickly. Then I've had plans most evenings, gone quite swift. Had um, you and a couple mates over for tea, didn't I? Oh, yeah. It was lovely. I hadn't had you around to mine for so long. I, walk, I walked into the living room and just went, oh, so nice to have you all here. This menagerie of huns. Yeah. yeah. And I made um, a delicious, if I do say so myself, pasta from the Pasta Granny's Cookbook, which I bought you for Christmas. I know. Slash birthday, can't remember which one. And I love how you're the first to cook from it. Oh, as obviously. Is the best way. <laughs> well, thanks. But now, now that what I feel is that now you've cooked that recipe, I feel confident to cook it myself because I know how it's like meant to be yes Um, so you would know like the the bar is set yeah and I've done that quite a lot with like things that you've made like if you just gave me the recipe I would feel intimidated but (laughs) from having actually like eaten it I know how it's meant to go oh well that's nice and that helps me okay and it's like always like like 17 percent more shit than yours (laughs) but it's like still nice oh (laughs) blushing Blushing like that tomato sauce I made. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I am okay. How are you? How was your week? How was your week been? Yeah, great. Um, um, as mentioned, lovely to consume all of that pasta with you the other night, and um, I also had my very first Spanish class. Shit, I meant to ask you about that. But obviously, I was just saving that for the podcast. How yes. was it? Well, that is the fun of me. Don de esta, or whatever it is they say. Um, yes, <laughs> is yes, that right? Yes. yes. Um, no, it was it was good, and I think that um, me. Oh, that reminds me. Actually, I need to do homework. My well, I need to do homework, but I also need to do my Duolingo, so I'm keep up my 15 day streak. Right. Well, I'll crack you on that after this because I think probably my living for is that I have advanced into the gold league on Duolingo. Oh my god. Okay, we're right into it. So that's her living for. Yeah. You are in the gold league. Yes, I'm in the gold league. Is that like of all the world? Of yes, of Duolingo, what? and um, I'm I'm too. I'm two steps away from the promotion zone. <laughs> what happens in the promotion zone? Then you're just in like the Premier League of it. Oh, stunning. Yeah. You could be in like the fantasy Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you like put you in. learn like 26 different languages at once. <laughs> um, amazing. Sanskrit. But I think, <laughs> yes. But um, it, Duolingo is amazing. Yeah. I've never, I've tried it a little bit for what language? German. Well, do you a know, while ago. You can also, you can learn endangered languages on Duolingo. Oh, that's cool. So it's really cool if you just want to like brush up. Yeah. Because I remember the main language I wanted to learn was Bahasa, like Malaysian Bahasa. Mm. They didn't have that at the time, but they probably do now. So oh. I'll have to have a look at it again. I'll consult my app. Yeah, please do. And I'll let you know. Great. But no, it was it was good. And um, it was kind of, ve- it was very much like the first lesson that I had um, was very like, 
how you would imagine a lot of British people at the BBC going to a language class after, mm. you know, like everyone was like, hi, yes, okay. And then, and then the lady who's running the Spanish class, the teacher was like, does everybody understand? And we get, you know, like do that thing where you're like a guinea pig so you can get, yeah, yeah everyone's like, don't want to be too, and like, too loud. No one wants to actually like say the word yes, you know. Oh God. Um, everyone's like, yes, this and then, is so and funny. She was like, does that mean yes? And we were like, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No, this reminds me loads of this hilarious story, which <laughs> me and my little sister still recreate where I think it was actually my ex went to like a, she started doing some work at one of the football grounds, like, you know, like catering work in between matches and that. Yeah. That and she went to like a training thing for it. Oh. And there was like this, you know, like some stupid videos about like scenarios and you had to like then answer some questions. And like one of the like, the characters in one of the videos were called like Emma and Gary or something. And then like the, they watched this video and then afterwards um, they had to answer this question. And the question was like, oh, like um, what was the name of the person who like did this wrong or whatever? So the answer was Emma. I can't remember the exact scenario. The answer was Emma. And obviously everyone in the, the like training group were all like really quiet. And someone just went really quietly, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and we just always used to say, me and Izzy still say, we just go, Emma. <laughs> no, yeah. It's just super, stupid, like stupidly funny how like, reserved and quiet we all get in no, that kind of situation it is like that we were we were developing a little bit more confidence um towards the end because we were playing like spanish bingo um, oh, nice. when we were trying to learn words okay so the game is um arriba or abajo so you have to be like up or down basically Amazing. for like whatever the someone says a number and okay you have well thinks of a number and you have to guess by uh, like okay. saying the number and then the other person is like up or down yeah um and that just got crazy towards yeah, the end wild <laughs> yeah <isn't it? laughs> absolutely wild but no it was nice to feel like i'm doing something outside work i guess it's still at work indirectly in the building yeah, at work but, but like an extra thing that isn't just activities the things that i would normally yeah. do like how many people nice. are in the class maybe seven. Oh, that's a really good number yeah. yeah nice no it's nice and i've got some homework so i need to do that but i've just realized i've left it at work so oh olivia classic left it in your locker yeah my, my dog <laughs> ate it and that is just the fun of me <laughs> perfect so that is what you are living for what are you longing for i am longing for stepping my toe into so stepping into christmas stepping into no, not now um no not now but stepping into a little bit of just thinking about holiday planning. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Doing some little things. We are due and we deserve our holiday this yes, year. Yes, we it's do. It's going to happen. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things you got in the pipeline? What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking of doing my very, like, I haven't done for ages, you know, just like a beach one. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A like a pure one. relaxy beach one. Some, Sun and sun, sea and yeah. suspicious. Something. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be suspicious. Yeah, that's the fun of you. Yeah, that's the fun of me. I want to be suspicious and I want to read like 12 books. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're just going to have a suitcase full of books. Yeah, and maybe do like one day trip. Yeah, one one boat trip. Oh, Always yeah. Always nice to be on a, go on a boat trip. Yeah. But then that's it. Rest of the time, books, mm. cocktails, etc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where would you like to go for Woo-woos. that? Woo-woos. Um, I don't know, literally like... Anywhere. Anywhere. But um, I've been having a look at Cape Verde. Oh, interesting. Yeah, supposed to be nice. Yeah, is that a thing to do? It's a thing to do. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not very good at like holidays. Like I don't Mm. really know the places. Okay, yeah. Um, (laughs) And I haven't like... I've been to... I've been to like some places, but also like no places. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like I'm not very good at holidays, but I feel like I know the places. Yeah. But I think, I don't know if that's to do with like 
having worked for like a travel agency for a bit and also just like knowing some places. Yeah, I feel like it's probably a mixture of all of those. And I remember when I was at my travel agency job, I asked someone who was very good at the holidays, Mm. capital letters, um, like where are the places to go for like that exact that kind of holiday? Because she had been on loads of them. So I learned a lot there. I feel like there's two types of people in this world. Like there are people like me who like don't know the holidays. And then there are people who like really know the holidays and they always find the holidays. Mm. They always have about three to five holidays booked a year and they're all for like, you know, 50p or something that they've like got on some like cyber monday. Yes. (laughs) And they've always managed to do it. And then it's always like incredibly successful and they just have the best time ever for yeah, like they always one, go for one like pound 50. 14 nights yes yeah like a hundred times a year yes it's shocking yeah no i know i know exactly and then people. i just like go on skyscanner and, and it's like that's fifty thousand pounds you know like, it yeah, just you're like never, okay yeah i feel like that I, i'm not i'm not privy to the deals of the people who know the holidays right so yeah. if you're out there and you know the holidays mm. tell me about them too because i'm very good at planning holidays so Are you? yeah i'm happy to help you okay that'd step be great. in yeah absolutely but also i think we should go to barcelona we should because we deserve it and, and i need to practice my spanish ah see. Si. <laughs> great yeah no we will we will we will we'll do it and i think that i'm also living for the chippy that we just had i'm not gonna lie oh well go on ask me man what are you living along <laughs> well i am living for the chippy we just had <laughs> and also just in general the fact that it is the end of motherfucking january yeah finally it does seem like it's been very long i know it's like a cliche or whatever but th- and i haven't usually really felt that but this time i've really felt that I felt it's it. felt very long so it's the end of jan thank god um we just had a stunning chippy it was so nice mm. um curry and sauce on point yeah really good curry sauce yeah. uh and I'm really th- hot when we got here so we didn't have to heat it up again. no exactly love that what more could you want mm. what more could you want um and a couple of beers and i just feel like we're having a lovely time in yeah. this the beginning of february 2020 yeah it's it's our february too <sighs> it is our february too so yeah that is what i am living for and i am longing for i know it's something we've already mentioned on the pod not last week the week before but i mean be lying if i'm pretending i'm not longing for something else that's coming up in this exact week of this pod coming out this time next week we will be at crj yes carly ray motherfucking jepson what a day in manchester what a day it's gonna be so good yeah i know of like quite a few people who and making the trip down to London for the Carly Rae Jepsen Kim Petras bumper weekend experience. You mean Manchester? You just said London. That's Sorry, offensive. From London to Manchester. <laughs> from London yes, to Manchester. I've, 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 I see a bunch of people that I know on Twitter who are doing that. Yeah. Okay. They're all like, oh my God, going to Manchester for CRJ next week. And yeah, no, it's going to be so good. I'm really, really excited. I think yeah. it's going to be a really fun time. People at work are like really taking the mick out of me and my other friend Ellie who are going. Right, but why? People just don't... They don't understand. They don't get... They think that... They think... I think a common misconception is that she is like a one-hit wonder who did Call Me Maybe and that's it. Yeah. I think this is going to be a theme in the running through this podcast. There are two types of people in this world. Mm. Ones who think she's a one-hit wonder off of Call Me Maybe and ones who understand the true genius, pop genius of Carly Rae Jepsen Mm. and the absolute euphoria that there is going to be in that room when we're all there dancing to all songs. And I feel sorry for the former because they're missing out on so many bars. They are, but we're there. And that's all that matters. And that's the fun of us. <laughs> so in this very short space of time since we last recorded, it's, it's from a Monday to a Friday. We, we've bookended this week with records. Mm. Really uh, smashing, them, smashing them out this year. Uh, what <laughs> have you consumed? Have you watched anything? Read anything? I know you've read a whole book. 
Yes, I've read a whole book. Mm. Um, I've been I've been like low key obsessed with the book. Oh, have you? Yeah, I felt like you were keeping it quite sort of quiet. Like I knew you were reading it, but you weren't like saying anything about it. Then I saw you post on your Instagram and you finished it. And I was like, oh, I think she really likes that. Yeah, I did really was like it. Was it good? So what was it about? Tell us about it. So the book that I've read, I'm sure lots of people have been hashtag influenced about the book <laughs> because it's been like all over Instagram. I'm just grabbing it now. Hang on. Um, yeah, it's been like all over Instagram with people reading it and reviewing it. It's, um, I think it just came out maybe this month. Right. Um, and it's called Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reid. And okay, so I'll read a bit of the blurb. I'll, you'll Kylie read a bit of it. Yes, I will. Kindly. So the blurb says, when Amira is apprehended at a supermarket for kidnapping the white child she's actually babysitting, it sets off an explosive chain of events. Her employer, Alex, a feminist blogger with the best of intentions, resolves to make things right. But Amira herself is aimless, broke and wary of Alex's desire to help. When a surprising connection emerges between the two women, it sends them on a crash course that will upend everything they think they know about themselves, each other and the messy dynamics of privilege. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Are there any Leslie vibes? No. <laughs> I got that from the blurb, but uh, I get that from lots of there blurbs. Is, there is a, a tiny bit. There is a tiny bit, but not necessarily like... It's okay, you don't have to try and squeeze it out. Like no, but, but there, there is a bit in the sense of like, Alex is kind of obsessed with Amira, but I think it's less lesbian and slightly more insidious. Yeah, and... that's like that book I read, Eileen, where there was like an obsession between two women, but it was not like... Uh, it was yeah more insidious than like sort of romantic in any way or, yeah or nice <laughs> and i think the best person who can obviously talk about the book and the topics that it covers is kylie reed herself and just i hadn't clocked you know i just like started reading it and hadn't committed to memory um her name right and then um my podcast my podcast refreshed this week mm-hmm. and then there was a podcast that i always listen to that emma gannon one yeah and she was on oh perfect and i was like five minutes in and i was like oh my god it's like the book i'm reading ah. and they said they weren't going to do any spoilers so i was like oh great and that really kind of goes into the motivations behind writing it and um goes into a bit more detail about the topics that are discussed and what is so interesting about it is it's a book that you just want to completely like consume and gobble up and the first five minutes it talks about that kidnapping incident that happens and you know like when you read a book and you don't like there's like a scene that unfolds and you can imagine it so visually in your mind and you aren't actually breathing while you're reading it and just like turning the page turning the page turning the page turning the page to like how it's all going to kind of end and that feeling of like passive aggressive escalation um that is kind of created in Mm -hmm. her writing is really really powerful but also the more sort of um cloaked acts of racism that um are perpetrated against Amira. Okay, yeah. From this very privileged, educated, and in inverted commas, having all of the best intentions in the world ever, white feminist woman and her family and friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, And kind of how that all plays out. And it speaks to kind of a lot of situations that are incredibly recognisable in our sort of modern landscape of, of racism and class and privilege. And I don't think there's been a book 
that has managed that I have read anyway that has managed to kind of encapsulate that dynamic so cleverly and astutely as this book has but in a way that's entirely readable and it's like a book that you could like gobble up on holiday by the pool yeah but also it's a book about racism Mm -hmm. and privilege and class and all these things Mm -hmm. and I just think it's a really clever way that she's managed to converge those topics yeah so um yeah if you're looking for a book like that that you just can't put down like I woke up early this morning to finish it um and so I finished it today and I had like yeah I had like five pages like finished by lunch and I was like oh my gosh and I just finished it nice um so yeah, I think it's a really interesting, really interesting and unique book. And I believe it's like her first book. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, really, nice. really great. Would recommend it. Have yeah, you read great. anything or consumed? No, I haven't really been reading. I've been doing a bit of like, well, I've been doing a bit of writing and therefore we're doing a bit of research around that writing. So sort of like that kind of reading, but nothing that I can really talk about. Like that's really interesting, really, to be honest. But hopefully I will, I've got quite a free weekend. So I'm hoping to get a lot of reading done and um get some more books out because i've already read four this year which isn't like good for me but yeah, that's amazing i want to like keep up you know the pace because yeah. we all know the trough comes yeah yeah the I drought was the very worst i only read like one yeah. and a half but my <laughs> other one's a dippy book a dip dip in dip out yeah. which is the other one that one about magic oh queer magic yeah lovely can't wait to hear some insights from that um yeah, so I haven't really been reading anything. Um, I have been watching, though, um, on Netflix, and I'm, like, obsessed with it now, the new documentary series, Cheer. Cheer. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> don't, don't give me any spoilers, because I'm going to watch that next. Okay, well, I have, like, some things to say. Oh, you're going to watch it, so we can talk about it more once we, like, once we both watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll watch it next, um, so we can talk about it Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. So, like, obviously, it's set in college, which is, like, essentially high school, so oh, I yeah. love it the most. Yeah. Um, it just, like... It is really great. Yeah, I'm not okay. I'm not going to say anything. If you're planning to watch it, I won't say as much as I was planning to. Um, but it's it's really good. It's really compelling. It's so fucking intense. But there's loads and loads of like great like people in it. You get to learn a lot about like the backgrounds of some of the kids and stuff, and it's really interesting. It touches on loads of different like uh, topics um, and you know trials and tribulations that like teenagers go through um, as normal everyday teenagers as well as these people who are like basically sort of minor celebrities in their own right and also have this absolute like pressure and drive to like win and become like the best person like well athlete they can be etc is it like so, the real version of bring it on yeah kind of um but like a lot a lot more it's really interesting it's really good and i've just been like gobbling that up and just like get in bed and then i'm like right yeah another episode my, of that? my boss at work has been like this is for you yeah it's really good okay good I'm glad, I'm glad you're gonna watch it um and then we can talk about it more we'll go into it more when we uh have both seen it um apart from that i've also started watching um the outsider which is like a new uh i think it's an hbo or something like that um series which is like based on a stephen king book um so it's like starts off sort of like this kid's been murdered and you think it's this guy who like has there's loads of like witnesses and evidence against him this is like what all happens right at the beginning and then you like find out that there's also he also there's like evidence of him being out of town when it happened like mm. so it's like he's in two places at once and then it gets a bit more like sort of stephen kingy sci-fi it reminds me of the sinner yeah, it's very, very similar to the Sinner oh, in the way the Sinner, in the so way it looks I'll and stuff. It. Yeah, you should watch it. It's good. I've only watched two and a half episodes, but but it's, it's not on Netflix. It's, no, 
Um, it's very good though Jason Bateman is like the main guy who's like being accused of all the bits and he's playing Ooh. a really serious role doing it really well and you know what I think Jason, ba- Jason Bateman can do really well mm. he can play the like nice guy that you're not sure is evil like like he that's could exact- be evil or he could be really that's, nice that's exactly like, what he's doing because it's a bit like do you remember um, he was in Juno yes he was wasn't he and he plays he was wasn't he that's yeah, Jason he, Bateman I think so um as the dad, is, like, like yeah. the, the dad that's going to adopt her yep. child. Yep. And it was like, you think he's this like really nice guy and he's like showing her all of his like guitars and stuff. And then he just like makes it weird. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and yeah. then um, she ends up leaving him and then she has like the baby on her own. Yeah. Um, but you kind of think that you have him down, but then there's just something about him that's like slightly off. Mm-hmm. But you could you feel like you could believe it either way, depending on how the story goes. Like, I think he's really good at playing that type of character. Yeah, in this, he plays that exact character. He's like the, he's like the school gym teacher. So he's like the PE teacher. So everyone sort of trusts him as like the coach about town or whatever. And it's like really odd that he's, this is like who they're pinning this on and whatever. Okay. But it's like, yeah, no, it's really good. I, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued. It's one of those things that like, it, I'm three episodes in, a bunch has already happened. There's 10 episodes and I can't see what more is going to happen. Do you know what I mean? When you can't see how they're going to stretch it that far. Yeah. So I'm intrigued as to uh, where it's going to go. So I'll keep watching that and uh, let you know how it progresses. But um, those are the main things I have been watching and consuming really, to be honest. Um, What about you? Well, I think now we should talk about something that we both watched. (gasps) We should. And we both just watched it. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Um, We have just watched with our gorgeous Chippy T. uh, What's it called? Miss Americana. Is it called that? Miss Americana, the Netflix documentary about Taylor Swift and her life and and going on, goings on. Um, What did you think? Um, Well, I suppose, like, unfortunately, I read a lot of the reviews before I watched it, which is kind of like a problem now because it's kind of hard to form your opinions completely like innocently. Yes. Um, because you kind of read stuff and have like preconceived notions. And I do think that I agree with most of the reviews, but then I don't know like how much I would have picked up on myself or mm. not. But I think that it's definitely like worth watching if you're a fan of hers. Definitely. And you get to find out, you know, th- there is there is an element of like the curtain being pulled back, but not massively. But not massively, no. like and not in any really surprising ways. No, like it's entertaining mm. and it's kind of compelling, but then you know, an hour and a half or so later, it's finished, and you're kind of like, what did I learn? Yeah, no, I agree. That um, I didn't know already. W- the one thing that I took from it that I was like pleased to see and was like oh that's affirming from her was her like passion behind her getting involved in like talking about politics and stuff so like seeing her like getting visibly upset about the fact she wanted to like come out and say these things and like her her sort of parents and management were a bit like worried about it yeah and like but her like being so like I have to do this it's so important to me was nice to see in a way that when she sort of did all that I was like "Eh, is there really that much behind that it gave a lot more authenticity to it because we kind of saw that but there was this whole you know it's too little, too late. Like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And I think there was, like, people thought that she would come out yeah. with something because she sort of had to, in a sense, like, the world was waiting for her take. Yeah. And, um, but obviously, yeah, it's nice to see that there was genuine concern and um, a willingness 
and a passion to educate herself and others around her and like use her influence in um ways that you know she feels are for the good of, of yeah. most people and i did think that you know the the part where she's talking to i think it's her friend or her publicist where she says you know i really feel as if i can't come out on stage and say happy gay pride and then i'm being completely closed-lipped when it comes to this yeah and it's you know like basically a two-faced action and i thought you know that takes some guts to own up to that and then do something about it when you are in this huge position and like um her advisors were saying this could be a surefire way to halve your stadium arenas like audience wise but she was incredibly resolute and incredibly determined and just said that she didn't care yes and I and I actually did believe that yeah same and I think that was that's my main takeaway from it that I was like oh yeah that good on you Taylor I that that's nice to see um anyone who wants to use their voice when they have such a powerful voice for good and for standing up for what's right is like a nice good thing to see so um but aside from that uh what else did I really get from it mainly remembering loads of Taylor Swift songs that I'd forgotten that I love yeah so and, lo- and loads nice. of Taylor Swift looks from yeah, every oh, year so many looks yeah we kept uh, banging on about her, the hair and the different the, when we loved her her different stages of yeah. hair my, my favorite Taylor look was was the bob Yes, the 1989 Bob. Yeah, obviously because of that is peak best Taylor it Swift. Vienna Wintour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I listened listened to that album yesterday. I think it was at work and just marvelled at how fucking great an album that is. Yeah, that is definitely IMO her greatest work. Definitely. Yeah, in most people's opinion, I believe. Uh, well, it should be. Um, but no, yeah. So it was. It's interesting. And if you're a fan of her, I think you'll enjoy it. And I think it will enamour you to her more. Um, that you're not gonna like come away from it like. You know, if you're someone who loves her, you're probably going to really like it. Um, yeah. I don't think you're going to like come away from it like, oh no, she disappointed me there or anything yeah. like that. And I think for a lot of people, they really like her and really like her music. But there's been so many gaffes over the years that have kind of happened where some of her actions might have been, um, I don't know, like not necessarily thought through in the best way or perceived slightly negatively but also there was a lot of unfair negative press around her too and I think that kind of seeing some insights into some of those things um was positive definitely I agree and speaking of music what is your track of the week this week Lucy Ah, lovely that's nice love that that was a very easy one wasn't it (laughs) well done us uh my track of the week no, I'll do that. I'll do that probably, yeah. <laughs> My track of the week. <laughs> My track of the week. My track of the week is from Claro. Have you heard of Claro? She's like your classic young, late teens, early 20s, made loads of lo-fi music in a bedroom um has become a bit of a star from it you know mm. you know a little bit queer great you know the classic um so she has loads of great songs and i'd like seen her floating around on she's always on my sort of like you know radios on spotify and stuff like that but i never really like delved in to listening to her and then i did the other day and she has this really really great song called sophia um which is just really cute about like wanting to like go out with a girl and it's really sweet and I like, like it that loads. girl in red song that she recorded very, in a bedroom very very similar yeah. yeah um and she has a nice voice it's a nice uh like relaxed but sort of poppy vibe and I really enjoy it so that is my track of the week Sophia by Claro what yeah. is yours mine is by Georgia 
Oh, yeah. And it's about work the dance floor edit. Yes. <laughs> edit. Yeah. <laughs> Great. What, what have you got to say about it? Um, it's a bit like Electro Kate Bush. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. Kind of. And I really like electro music and I always forget about it you do and then every, I feel like every now and then you just have like a resurgence of it and then you'll be posting all over your Instagram stories like those electro songs you love the most yeah what's that one that you love loads the dragon in three yes one. that's yeah. what you always bad boy that's it bad boy because it's, it's, it's boy or something there's yeah. something about boy in it you're always posting that and I'm like oh she's back in that swing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I like I love to see it for you oh thank you thank you so much <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like that. So yeah. um, that fulfills that that side of me, and that's the fun of me. <laughs> this episode is going to be called "That's the Fun of Me." Yeah. Absolutely has to be. Um, <laughs> absolutely has to be. Oh, do you know what came up today? I was listening to Strawberry Lingerie for a bit. Absolutely, everybody, everybody, oh, everybody. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, and then followed by Bass Hunter. What more could you want? Which one? You are. The line in the night. Yeah. What happened to Bass Hunter post um, Celebrity Big Brother? Does I don't know, know, but we should do a special app about it. <laughs> <laughs> the hunt, the hunt, the hunt for the Bass Hunter. Yeah, how much will you pay for the special Bass Hunter app? Let us know in the DMs. Yeah, and we'll put it on Patreon or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah we should think about that. <laughs> Not joking. So anyway, it's time to go over to our news desk and to our very own. I can't think of any news people. What's her name? The main one, Fiona Bruce, right? <laughs> so it's time to go over to our news desk and to our very own Fiona Bruce, Olivia Taylor. What's been happening in the LGBT news well, this, this week? This week I've got a couple of bits for you, Lucy. Oh, lovely. Great. Thank you. Um, first of all, not that fab. I'm sure you've heard about this. Um, so the MP who voted against same-sex marriage has been elected to be Parliament's new LGBT and equalities chief. Yes, I have heard about that. Um, as a concept, got to say I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that as a decision at all. So Tory MP Caroline Noakes, who voted against same-sex marriage, has been elected to oversee Parliament's scrutiny of LGBT plus and equalities issues. Oh, it's bad news. Yes. It's very, very bad news. Yeah, and did you notice on her tweet... She says, uh, yeah, well, she says, thrilled to have been elected unopposed as chair of Commons Women's Equality, a new challenge for this new parliament. But her statement, her supporting statement, did not reference LGBT plus issues, though it touched on disability, gender and race. So she's just (sighs) ignoring all of us, basically. It's um, very worrying and uh, on a serious note, not... Uh, a good uh, direction for things to be going. Uh, I think we knew that like this kind of stuff was probably going to happen, but like it's very, 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 very disappointing, and uh, we just need to be stronger in like our fight against stuff like this. And well, interestingly, um, one respondent, I, th- I believe, on Twitter said, mm. "My former MP and first politician to ever lie directly to my face." when she told me she'd be supporting same-sex marriage, then voted against it. Couldn't think of a better equalities chair. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not a good thing. There's no two ways about that, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's important to note that she has since cast her vote in favour of extending equal marriage to Northern Ireland. Um, I don't know if that is, you know, a thing, but... 
well it's obviously a thing but <laughs> it's one thing yeah it's a it's a nod to something isn't it it's not it's not really a, a good track record to be honest yeah i mean i would if she's done that i and she believes in it now i would respect her so much more if she said look i made a mistake yeah these are the reasons why now i'm supporting in these ways yeah but it feels just like it's just being slithered around oh yeah they're just throwing someone in the position because they don't actually care about someone being an actual voice for that so yeah we will see what happens there so on to happier news. Um, the Wigan Warriors have um, had the perfect solution to being forced to play against anti-gay rugby star Israel Folau. Mm-hmm. So this past week, um, the Wigan Warriors Rugby Club um, created a um, way of standing up against the fact that they had to play against Israel Folau by declaring a Pride Day on the day of their match against his team. Ah, okay. So, um, he was previously sacked from the New South Wales Waratahs, yeah. and um, he's like said a lot of not very good things about gay people and that hell awaits gay people and things like that. Yeah. Um, he signed a new deal to play with um, a French-based RFL team called the Catalans Dragons, yeah. and so... On March the 22nd, the Wigan Warriors have declared that they're going to celebrate their own Pride Day. So they're going to wear rainbow socks and laces Mm -hmm. and um, lots of LGBT plus local groups will be invited to take part in the day. Um, And the executive director has said, here at Wigan Warriors, we are committed to have the core values of inclusion and respect. Our community foundations have a long history of supporting local LGBTQ plus groups and initiatives. And we want everyone who engages with our games to feel welcome, valued and most of all respected. Rugby League has a strong history of inclusion, of breaking down barriers and of being a forward-thinking sport. I think that today, more than any day, it's vitally important we reiterate that message. Um, We're looking forward to working with charities, locals and hopefully national groups to make this day a success. So, you know, I think that is one way of battling against those comments and um creating a very sort of visible stance um you know i can't imagine how thrilled i might feel though as a queer person to go to that event when you know that there's someone like in that close proximity who has those feelings but i do understand the sentiment behind it i think it's good there's been a lot said this week about i've been reading about this a bit because um he obviously had been dropped from the Australia team and dropped from that that team that he he played for. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of disappointment in the fact that he's been signed to a new team and like saying it's shame on that team and like no one should be signing him, etc. Um, and I guess there's like that's one way to do it, definitely. At least they're doing something and they're making a stand and trying to be visible about the fact that they you know support LGBTQ plus uh people and communities and they want to you know stand against it but i think that like uh i mean and there is power within uh you know people to and refuse to play the match yes that yeah. if every team who had to play against them refused to play the match the team would quickly have to drop him because yeah. they wouldn't be able to play in anything no, and that be, would be the 
Let a, it stand. An untenable yeah, situation. Exactly. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I wonder if it, it might come to that or if it's just going to be like, here are some a bit stands against it, but then we'll just get on with it. And they won't, they'll do that this time they play them, but they won't do it like the next time or whatever. And they'll just be forgotten maybe. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, where do you draw the line? Like, do you, do you, is that like, enough? Or how, how much do you not want this person to yeah, be um, involved in involved. the sport? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if, if he had been completely remorseful and uh, done a bunch of apologies and really, like, tried to uh, learn about LGBTQ plus in, uh, issues and, you know, all of that. And, you know, I believe in restorative justice, of course, but, like, he hasn't done anything like that. He's just been picked up by oh, another yeah, team yeah. and gets to just continue being him. No, I think that's an excellent point And it's an example that we rarely get to see mm. of people putting their money where their mouth is yeah exactly so um yeah so it'll be interesting to see what what does happen with this because it does because because the, the rugby community is like well known for its uh sort of breaking boundaries and inclusion and stuff like that you know yeah. you've got gareth thomas and everything he's done and loads yeah. of good stuff so and i'm hopeful um, that hopefully if, if they are um inviting these groups and have close relationships with um lgbtq plus groups who are involved on this day and in general that they will respect and value op- their opinions of what they feel may need to happen um, as a next step yeah. to target homophobia in rugby and to target those people who are making the game a hostile environment for queer people. Absolutely. We'll see what happens. So we don't agree with people being able to just like continue being homophobes. Um, and that probably brings us on to talking about some a bit more trivial things we don't agree with. Olivia, it's time for... I don't agree with it. Hello and welcome to another edition of I Don't Agree With It. Olivia, what do you not agree with this week? Well, I think last week was... Was last week when I talked about dishes? No, last week was barbers and the week before was dishes. Ah, uh, yes. We've got more on barbers, haven't we? Yeah, and thank you so, so much for those of you who've been in touch with us on Instagram. Um, we put um, a question out to you all, basically asking if there are any barbers that you can recommend that are inclusive of all genders. We were spoken we were spoken we were speaking last week um about it being a problem that people who don't conform to cis maleness can often be um rejected from barbers and they end up having to pay like four times the price for a barbered haircut in yeah. a women's in inverted commas salon yeah. so um thank you so much for getting in touch and we will read some of your responses and share them with you all now <laughs> So we've had Liam, who's been in touch, thank you so much, um, to say, love your show, shout out to my barbers. I don't know if it's Matu Barber Company or M-A-T-U, mm-hmm. um, but you can Google it and it'll be the same thing. Um, highly skilled, lovely guys who do amazing barber cuts for everyone. And they are on Instagram and they look very, very fab. And they are based in Tameside and their handle is... Matthew Barber Company and great their haircuts look look slick as hell yeah they look really really yeah we'll um we'll do a a story with all of these these shout outs in in a bit so you can get the links if you want them um we also had sandy get in touch who mentioned the palace barbers in Affleck, which is in our very own manchester Mm -hmm. they are completely gender inclusive and will serve anyone and everyone with a head of hair so that is great and also uh, another manchester recommendation is from friend of the show sophie galpin um giving a big shout out to rpb and um 
And if you look on her Instagram, she often um, shouts them out on there as well and shows. She does. And she has a very, very nice haircut. Yeah. Great head of hair. That oh, gal. stunning. Yeah. So those are just a few great little shout outs for barbers who will cut your hair no matter what head it is on, which is what we want to hear. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you everyone for getting in touch. It's really nice to hear from you. Yeah. And it's really nice to start the I Don't Agree With It with something that we can all agree on. <laughs> Isn't it just turning on his head? We really are. 2020. Subverting our own show oh, look at us go um yes so anyway i do need to know though what you don't agree with right so um the reason that i mentioned dishes mm. again was because <laughs> this is also a food-based grievance that ah, i have okay. and it's a small thing but you know for me it's turned into a big thing it was actually quite funny today at work i was talking about something like grumbling about something else i didn't agree with and um, my like new boss was like you're very specific about, you know, the things that you do and don't like. The things, well, that, will, the things that will pass. And I was like, yeah, funny, well, funny you should like to know say more. that. Um, yeah, there's a whole list. Um, yes. So what I don't agree with, I don't know if you've noticed this, but, you know, in like food reviews on websites or like in magazines or of like restaurants. Like or, TripAdvisor. Or like no, more like more like restaurant reviews, yeah. Um, stuff Your Sunday like, Times Sop, etc. Yeah, or like Good Guardian, mm. you know, Artichoke Heart mm. Restaurant or whatever. <laughs> yes. So what I don't agree with is that almost every time or every other time, somebody always describes a dish. <laughs> yes, a dish at a restaurant coming with and wait for it this is the bit that i don't agree Ooh, with okay because it's so overused in journalism Ooh. and it's the phrase a hefty price tag oh god yeah that's a good one because hefty price tag is something that is just reserved for like journalistic cliches but you would never say it in real life ever like i wouldn't be like oh lucy i like that jumper and you'd be like thank you so much but it did come with a hefty price tag <laughs> it's just not a thing you do you do know i obviously will now <laughs> yes you will now <laughs> like like how i keep saying dish to you in messages and putting it in bold <laughs> um yeah no you're right that is completely like a journalistic uh device it's not at all something that's ever said in normal no. like language day to day like we, yeah we would never go to uh, uh you know get 20 chicken nuggets chicken nuggets, well you wouldn't because it's such good value yeah and say oh it's a bit of a hefty price tag on that isn't it no you wouldn't no You'd just be like, oh it's a bit spenny or yeah, a bit spenny bit spenny yeah. is what i would always say <laughs> yeah so yeah someone can tell grace dent to swap yeah. it out for a oh, bit God. spenny yeah. i'm not saying that she's the culprit i'm just i'm sure she says it though yeah i'm sure everyone does yeah it's the same way as how any journalist who's ever reported on a fire rather than fire they would say blaze blaze yeah but you would Imagine never say saying, oh look at that blaze yes yeah, i've just left work and you know on the horizon i saw the most horrendous blaze <laughs> you would not you would not you're right yes i i also i really don't agree with like things that are just reserved for like reporting reporting it yeah. is really annoying because you're meant to be re- the whole point of reporting is that you're reporting true events not just like made up phrases that just exist in that in the reporting of them so right again thank you so much and um, i'm sure i'll agree with your not agreeing with take it away uh so this week's quite uh a little one but it's something that i've noticed over this um winter period and just just absolutely does not make sense to me and it's just completely insane to me in so many ways what i do not agree with this week olivia are skinny scarves I thought that they left in, like, 2001. They are still around. They're not everywhere, but they are still around sometimes. They are impractical. 
They are a waste of money. I get no sense as to why people wear them. They are like so tiny and just like <laughs> like hang off you for no reason. I agree. And they but don't do anything. I agree, but they don't I, even look nice. I'm sure that the last person I ever saw wearing a skinny scarf was Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I don't. Well, I didn't mind when she wore. No, she can wear what no, she wants. No, she can wear what she wants. But no, so she was in situ. I have absolutely seen some skinny scarves really? in the past few weeks. I'll tell you where I've seen them. Tell I've me. I've seen them in places like Home. Are you really? surprised? You think you know a place? Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a like a an arty scarf. You know, yeah. it's a bit of a. You know, I'm wearing this because it's the time for scarves, but I don't care for practicality and actually needing to be warm against the winds mm. because I'm probably going to get like you know right into a cab and leave. Yeah, so I care I can, for the skinny scarf statement. Oh, drives me insane. Mm. What you want is a big scarf or a buff, and that, I'm having to no no two ways about it. Those those are the things you want to get you through the winter months. So anyway, that's what I don't agree with: skinny scarves. So someone that I'm absolutely sure could rock a skinny scarf, despite your hatred of them, is the one, the only. It's time for Celine Watch. Right. Yeah, if I saw Celine in a skinny scarf, wouldn't give two shits, obviously. I'd be like, oh, stunning, what a great skinny scarf. Yes, and now my one true calling in life is to find a photograph of Celine Dion in a skinny scarf. <laughs> I don't think it will take very long. Um, right, so this week I did a little bit of research, obviously, as you do, did my homework, and I found this stunning article that's entitled something like, I can't remember what it's called because I'm not at the top of it right now, but something like, things you wouldn't believe celebs had in their homes. What she got in her home? Celine Dion. Right, I know. Give me three options and I have to guess the thing. <gasps> Let's play that. Okay, okay, right. One second. Okay, does Celine Dion have A, a mansion which has a trampoline room? B, her very own water park? Or C, a bowling alley in the basement? Trampoline room. I'm sorry, that's incorrect, Olivia. It is. And I'll tell you the details. Celine Dion once had a private water park on her estate. Stop it. Look at this picture. What? (laughs) And I'll tell you. Celine Dion once owned a 20,000 square foot home in Jupiter Island, Florida, which had 13 bedrooms, 14 bathrooms. Wow. The home also had a golf simulator, a tennis court, and a guest house. But the house's wildest feature was actually in the backyard. A water park, which included two pools, two water slides, water cannons, and a lazy river. (laughs) Imagine, like, just popping around Celine's just on the lazy I river. I just, I can see it. She's there in, in like, a amazing, like, uh, big, what what would her, like, what would her, like, joke float be in the I shape she, of? I think she'd just be riding a flamingo or a swan. Yes, swan. I was a thinking, stride. like, a big, like, diamond ring one or something like that. Oh, I think yes. she'd like that, too. Yes, yes. She's in that. She's got a skinny scarf on. She's having a pina colada. Yeah, and she's, like, I think she's in a big diamond ring one, mm. lying down. She's got a pina colada. Mm. And she is covering Seven Rings by Ariana Grande as she floats around the lazy river. Breakfast to yeah. But like, yeah, 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 doing some flight falsetto, etc. Yes. Obviously, because she's Celine, and then just doing some splits. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what I found out about Celine. I don't think she owns the home anymore, mm. but she did once have a home with it built to have a huge water park in. And I just love the idea of like Celine going on holiday to like Fuerteventura and then going to like the water park. <laughs> that's what she wants that is very (laughs) strong celine it is isn't it did you find that just incidentally yes pretty much that's yeah i know but i mean call me snopes well done thank you thank you okay so before we go we just want to urge you to please if you are a big fan of the pod even if you're just a tiny fan Mm. or like a a small little one or a medium one 
any any size fan is fine. We would love you to rate and subscribe um, and review the podcast on whichever medium you are on. Um, it really, really helps us. And it, you know, we just love to see it, love to have our ego stroked. So if you could find it in your hearts to spend one second, literally putting a five-star rating on, obviously only five stars. It's, this is, you don't do anything less than that. Otherwise, mm. you know, it's just unfair really, to be honest. Um, and just write a few couple words about what you love about the show. And we would love to see that. We'd really, really, really appreciate it. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Quinn. Queer longing and our gmail is queerlonging at gmail.com sh- shockingly um and yeah the instagram is really popping off at the moment isn't it olivia yeah we're doing a bit of um rebranding mm. or like sort of same branding i'm not really sure but we're we're doing some stuff with it and we've got a couple more instagrammy plans so do stay tuned with that and we've loved chatting with you about your barber rex and just um chatting in general with you this past week we just love 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 to hear from you and the more you chat to us the happier we are absolutely you know you can be responsible for that and what a feeling oh imagine being responsible for big smiles on these two mugs (laughs) the best feeling in the world so whilst we're waiting for all of your glorious comments to come rolling in we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time Bye. bye I don't even know it because I hate it.